We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. The stories of the week include a school in Atlanta that fancies itself inclusive that excludes conservative Catholics that disagree. Barack Obama has a birthday party where they dance in the streets maskless, while his high and mighty Anthony Fauci scolds everyone else, all of the rest of us, for daring to go out in public without a mask. The word for the day is hypocrisy. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. The story for the day is hypocrisy. In fact, that is the singular message of today's show, hypocrisy. I'm going to share several stories that have taken place over the course of the last, oh, handful of days that all have the same basic theme, hypocrisy. The left cannot live by its own standards. The left basically scolds everyone else, tells all of the rest of us to follow a set of rules that they refuse to live by themselves whether it be Barack Obama's birthday party, whether it be Anthony Fauci's scolding selectively of heartland folks that dare to go to the Sturgis motorcycle rally while saying nothing about the Lollapalooza music concert in Chicago and crickets about the Obama birthday party where they danced all night long without masks. And we know this for a fact because the photos have been leaked. And even the next morning, the Obamas, along with several of their friends, are seen dining out at local restaurants without masks. At the same time, we're being told over and over again, minute by minute, that the world is unraveling again because of COVID, and we've got to all wear masks. We all have to get vaccinated, or we're all going to be guilty of killing grandma and killing our own kids. This is the message that's coming out of the left this week. And in the meantime, you've got this school in Atlanta, Georgia, that actually calls itself inclusive and tolerant and open-minded, that excludes conservative Catholics, that dare challenge their LGBTQIASJWBLM agenda. They raised their hands to conservative Catholic parents and said, we don't want our kindergartner kids being taught transgender ideology. And as a result, they were told to go someplace else. Literally, they were told to leave the county if they wanted to get an education other than what they were complaining about, other than the one that they were challenging. The list goes on and on and on. Ed Litton, the new president of the Southern Baptist Convention, is a blatant plagiarizer, excuse me, a blatant plagiarizer 
The reason I got tongue-tied there is I was going to say he's a blatant liar. Well, frankly, a plagiarist and a liar are essentially the same thing. I made my entire career in the academy, folks. I know plagiarism when I see it. After 35 years in the ivory tower, I understand plagiarism, and I have the right to identify it, and I should be listened to when I do so. Ed Litton is a plagiarist. Joe Biden is a plagiarist. And plagiarism is lying about the material that you submit, pretending that it's your own when it's not. And now we have the president of the Southern Baptist Convention who's doing that and has been caught red-handed not once, not twice, literally hundreds of times, stealing someone else's sermons verbatim and not clarifying that he's quoting somebody else or using somebody else's material when he actually preaches from the pulpit on Sunday morning. What's that have to do with Barack Obama's birthday party? Hypocrisy. What's that have to do with this school in Atlanta? Hypocrisy. What's that have to do with all of the news coming out of the progressive left, the woke and the righteous, the elites, the smarter than thou's that walk among us saying, let them eat cake? Our royalty, our modern-day royalty, refuses to live by the same rules that they impose on all the rest of us. That's today's show. Let's take a break. We'll acknowledge our sponsors. And when we get back, I'll start out with this story out of Atlanta, and then we'll shift into the others that I've mentioned. And I'm going to point out the blatant hypocrisy, as if you can't figure it out yourself, but I'm going to point it out in each one of these stories. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. Okay, I'm going to start out with this story out of Atlanta, and I'm going to use CBN News as the, uh, as the um, context, as the report from which I'm going to be drawing this information. So the headline from CBN News is this. Inclusive Atlanta School tells parents their kindergartner should leave the district if they don't like LGBTQ plus teaching. That's the headline from CBN News. Here's the story. Another inclusive public school system appears determined to push the LGBTQ IA plus agenda on children, teaching them about su such concepts even as young as kindergarten. When one Catholic couple found out about the controversial curriculum and questioned it, they were told by the Atlanta Public Elementary School principal that their child would need to leave the district to avoid learning about LGBTQ plus issues at the age of five. This was originally disclosed by the Daily Wire, and CBN News is reporting on what the Wire reported. And oh, by the way, CBN is giving proper attribution to the Daily Wire because to do otherwise would be what? Class, raise your hand, plagiarism. Ed Litton, I see your hand out there. Oh, excuse me, you didn't raise your hand. You just ducked. You ducked in shame, pretending that we wouldn't recognize that CBN is doing what you should have done, and that is give proper attribution to the sources that you use for the information that you convey to others. Again, I've worked in the academy th for 35 years. I know plagiarism when I see it, 
and Ed Litton is a plagiarist. By the way, sidebar, those crazy leftists right now that are accusing Vody Bauckham of plagiarizing in his book, Fault Lines, nonsense, baloney, pure nonsense, BS. Again, I've seen plagiarism, and that ain't plagiarism. Vody Bauckham is not plagiarizing in what he did in Fault Lines. I've read the quotes, but Ed Litton is verbatim, lengthy, quotes directly from other people's sermons with no attribution whatsoever, leading his congregation to believe that these are his ideas, his wisdom, his research, and his superior intellect being brought to bear Sunday morning at his church. Shame on him. Just shame on him. And not to admit it now when he's caught red-handed just demonstrates the character of the individual we're dealing with. It's Joe Biden. He refuses to acknowledge that he's wrong, that he's a blatant liar, that he cheated his way through school by copying other people's work. Ed Litton's doing the same thing. Okay, back to this story from CBN News where they're giving attribution to the Daily Wire. Okay. Um, The couple who wants to remain anonymous... Um, for fear that there would be reprisal against them if the word got out as to who they are, approached the school with regard to the curriculum that they discovered in their kindergarten class that dealt with sexual orientation, transgenderism, and progressive ideology. Included in the list of resources were Stella Brings the Family, which tells the story of a gay couple, I Am Jazz, which discusses transgenderism, and Our Class as a Family, which encourages children to view the classroom instead of their parents as their source of support and authority, according to the Daily Wire. I'm going to go on. You need to listen to these words. Listen to these words. I'm going to get to it in just a second here. Listen to these words. The family then contacted Morningside Elementary School principal Audrey Sofianos to ask if they could switch their child to a different class that would not teach topics like this to kindergartners. Here's the quote. We feel it would be best for both you and our family if our child was moved to another classroom that could be more accommodating towards our concerns regarding the, the book topics in question. This is what the father of this family wrote to Principal Sofianos. We believe in accepting all people, he said, and want all children to feel welcome in school, but believe there are ways to do that without reading books explicitly celebrating any specific lifestyle or belief, whether it be the lifestyle and beliefs we share or ones we disagree with. We cannot sacrifice our religious beliefs and will have to find an alternative even this late in the process, he said. Well, Sofianos responded saying that the books in question follow the state's curriculum standards. Hmm, state curriculum standards? Do you think maybe you should be asking what the curriculum standards are in your state? I think you should. I can tell you right now, when you go to the Oklahoma curriculum standards, you're going to see some things that you don't agree with when you click on the curriculum associated with sexuality and dating. I just did the research on this, and I'll talk about it in a subsequent show. 
But let's move on right now and just deal with this story. But in a later telephone conversation, the principal reportedly clarified, in other words, backtracked, that the books in question are not part of the school's educational program, but are only available for the students in the classroom library. Sofianos told the parents switching classrooms would not help them since the entire district promotes the progressive agenda in every classroom, according to the Daily Wire. The principal said that students are taught about gender and sexual orientation as a K through 12 thing, quote unquote. She also recited the school district's equity policy and reminded the parents the district literally has a Department of Equity and Social Justice. Full stop, right there. Code words. Equity policy. Notice she didn't talk about equality. She used the word equity. We've talked about this before. There's a reason for that. Words matter. The progressive left, BLM, critical race theory, critical theory, all of the above have shifted to the language of equity rather than talking about equality. Well, you say, what's the difference? The difference is huge. Equality means that you and I are considered equal. We have equal opportunities. We are going to be treated equally. Neither one of us is going to be disparaged or be subject to any um, class, social, or racial, or gender discrimination. We are all equal before the law. There's no difference. To use biblical language, there's no difference between Jew or Gentile, Greek, Roman, barbarian, or Scythian, male or female. We are all equal. Now, equity is a very different concept. Equity is referring to the outcomes. Equity is saying if there is some sort of disparate or different outcome amongst those various different populations, then that needs to be redistributed because there's something wrong with the system. And that's where you get this talk of systemic racism. It's a push for equity, equality in outcomes, regardless of effort, regardless of work, regardless of elbow grease, regardless of what you put into it, there's still going to be an equitable outcome. It's communism, socialism, redistribution of wealth and power, pure and simple. It's the opposite of the Protestant work ethic. It's the atheistic socialist ethic, equity. And that's why she's using that language. And that is a pure and simple fact. But here's my point. Here's my point. This institution talks about being inclusive. Do you see the obvious here? They're excluding these conservative Catholic parents that disagree with them. They claim to be open-minded, but yet they're going to close their mind to anybody that dares challenge their radical agenda, their agenda of trying to sexualize kindergartners. They claim to be feminists, but yet when somebody like these conservative Catholics raises their hand and says, wait a second, how can you be a feminist if you deny the feminine, if you deny the female, you can't be a feminist, their head explodes. They don't know how to respond. So what do they do? 
they expel those that disagree with them. It's the cancel culture. They claim to be liberals, but yet they are ideological fascists. They don't believe in freedom. They believe in fascism. They don't believe in principle. They believe in power. The story of Barack Obama and his birthday party is the exact same thing. They talk about all of the rest of the world needing to mask and social distance, but yet he has a major party where nobody does any of that stuff while they come to his house. He is seen dancing all night long without a mask and without social distancing. Tlaib is seen doing the same thing. At the same time, she's accusing Republican senators of killing others because they're not following Fauci's mask mandates. And Dr. Fauci is doing the same thing. It's hypocrisy. He scolds the Harley bike riders in Sturgis, South Dakota for getting together, while at the same time he ignores 300,000 people who got together for the music concert in Grant Park in Chicago. And he doesn't say a thing about Obama's birthday party. This is why nobody believes these people any longer. This is why so many people distrust Ed Litton, because he's been caught in his hypocrisy. He talks about biblical principles and leading toward a better church, a better ministry out of the Southern Baptist Convention, while at the same time, He's been caught with his hand in the cookie jar, compromising some of the most basic principles of leadership, and that's honesty and integrity, hypocrisy. We see this out of the school district that labels itself as being inclusive and then it excludes conservative Catholics. Hypocrisy. We see it out of Anthony Fauci, who tells everybody you gotta wear a mask, and he scolds Rand Paul. In an official, an official hearing before the United States Senate, he scolds Rand Paul and calls him a liar. But then he turns around and he denies the very policies that he claims are so important for public health and public safety. First and foremost on his list, if he really believed in this masking and social distance thing, thing if he really believed that the Delta variant of COVID-19 was as dangerous as what he's telling us minute by minute on CNN, then why in the world isn't he challenging Barack Obama and everybody that attended his party and saying, shame on you, you guys are leaders. You should be setting an example, not flouting it. And why in the world wouldn't he be challenging Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, for engaging in this party in the park with 300,000 Chicagoans there. Oh, but they were all tested and they were all screened. Baloney, you actually screened 300,000 people and you expect us to believe that. There is no way. Hypocrisy. The hypocrisy is rife from the left and that's why nobody is listening any longer. That's why there's so much balkanization and separation. That's why the country is split right down the middle. Because why should we believe people who don't live by their own standards? Just this week, we had a school board member in Norman, Oklahoma, 
who said, it's just not okay for kids to commit murder by coming to school without a mask. Close quote. Linda Sexton, a school board member of Norman Public Schools, said that. I'm going to quote it again. It's just not okay for kids to commit murder by coming to school without masks. Close quote. There's so much wrong with this, but let's just start with this assumption. I'll bet you a year's salary that Linda Sexton probably leans political, politically left. She probably didn't vote for Donald Trump. She probably voted the opposite. If you want to correct me and say I'm wrong, then give me the proof. But I'm going to take this one to the bank. I think I can read this woman's politics here. So if she's so concerned about scolding and shaming school kids, elementary school kids, and claiming that they're committing murder by showing up without a mask, then why in the world isn't she claiming the same thing of President Obama and his wife and everybody else that was there? Why isn't she, why isn't she calling them murderers? Use the same language. Be consistent. Why isn't she saying the same thing of Lori Lightfoot in Chicago? Murderer. Why isn't she suggesting that Anthony Fauci is guilty of aiding and abetting murder? Because he scolds Sturgis while ignoring Obama. Hypocrisy. Lori Lightfoot is a hypocrite. Barack Obama is a hypocrite. Ed Litton is a hypocrite. Anthony Fauci is a hypocrite. And Linda Sexton in Norman, Oklahoma, is a hypocrite. (laughs) You can't continue to expect people to take you seriously if you're not going to live by your own rules. But this is part of the left's agenda. Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals actually proposes this strategy. He teaches his disciples to do this very thing. He tells them, the left, the progressives, to hold your enemy to his rules, but you have no intention to living by them yourself. So hold your enemy, hold your political opponent to his rules of trying to be pro-life, for example. Well, they say they're pro-life. If they're pro-life, then how in the world can they possibly go out in public without a mask? Because they're killing people. And they draw this false equivalency between taking a scalpel and cutting a living human being into pieces before it can exit the birth canal, equating that with not wearing a mask out in public and breathing fresh air. Folks, you have to call this out for what it is. You can't continue to ignore it. It is called hypocrisy. One of the rich traditions of the church that I served for years, the church of John and Charles Wesley, I've talked about it before, the Methodist movement, the methods of holy living. I've shared with you the history of it. But it's a rich history and a history we need to recover if we're ever going to regain any sanity in our culture. It's this. 
John and Charles Wesley approached the Church of England in the mid-1700s and said, you've got your orthodoxy right, you've got the right rules, you've got the right beliefs, but you don't have your orthopraxy right. You don't have your practice down. In other words, you're not practicing what you preach. Church of England, King of England, bishops, pastors, priests within the Church of England, clerics, curates, laymen, donors. Everybody that claims to be part of this church is ignoring their obligation to be true to their very words, their very rules, their very theology, their very ontology and epistemology. They challenged the Church of England and said, you're hypocrites. You're not practicing what you preach. And as the result of that message, and as the result of setting an example of consistency and integrity and not being hypocrites themselves, but actually establishing accountability clubs that they called Methodist groups, the methods of accountability, the methods of consistency, the methods of integrity, the methods of honest Christianity. The Methodist movement was born, and some would argue, that John and Charles Wesley saved Great Britain from the fate of the French and the French Revolution. Who knows without the revivals of John and Charles Wesley? Who knows without one of their disciples, William Wilberforce, following suit? What would have happened in Great Britain? Would they have suffered a revolution very similar to that of the French Revolution? Would there have been blood flowing in the streets? with a guillotine on every corner. We don't know. But what we do know is a revival was born. Not a revolution, but a revival. And a revival starts with the individual. A revival calls upon you and me to confess, Ed Litton to confess, all of us to repent, and then all of us to live consistently in lives of, lives of integrity rather than Lives of hypocrisy. Progressives can't live by their own rules. Time and time again, we see it. What's good for thee is not good for me. Let them eat cake while I party in the park without my mask. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left and when you see somebody violating simple standards of truth, call it out for what it is. But be prepared to be measured by the same measuring rod that you're using to measure others. That's the lesson of Christ. He didn't tell you not to judge. What he told you is that when you do, be prepared to be measured by the same standard that you just used to judge others. And then, you can change things. You can change your country. You can change your county. You can change your culture by being a person of integrity. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.